Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, back again. You can find me online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. As we make the transition into spring, so many cool things happening. If you're watching the skies or maybe even those fields, you're seeing those snow geese move through. There's some snow goose hunting opportunities out there. Turkeys coming up just around the bend. But I think the thing most sportsmen are getting antsy for, and many are taking advantage maybe as they look to the west, the Missouri River, they're getting out there on that open water for those runs of pike, those runs of walleyes. Spring is in the air. Excitement is building. Hey, we're ducking a little bit of snow here and there and some blustery winds, but that comes with the territory in spring. And there's a lot of great fishing to get ready for. Again, we have turned that calendar. We'll mention it multiple times, but get that new license in your wallet or on your smartphone so you are ready for a great time on those first open waters as you get out there in April and enjoy the year-round fishing that North Dakota has to offer. And a lot of folks look around the map. They look around state to state. You see Minnesota. The seasons are closed from the end of February into the middle of May for that spawning run. North Dakota is different. We don't have the pressure here. We don't have the beatdown that you see in Minnesota. You don't have so many people using the resource here that we need that closure. And biologically, Game and Fish has pointed out multiple times that there isn't an impact. Uh, those folks that are up on Channel A or fishing those side creeks on the Missouri River, they don't take out enough walleyes or pike to damage those fisheries. So when you look at the biological component of it, that open year-round season is not hurting fishing. For more on that and what's coming up with regulation changes and this brand new calendar year for the fishing season, we're going with Greg Power after the break to learn more about the changes you'll see, more about the requirements that you'll need, and of course, how to get that brand new license. That's happening right after this quick break. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We've reached the start of April. That means a new fishing calendar has begun. And for that, we're reaching out to Greg Power. He's the Fisheries Division Chief of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Welcome back to the show, Greg. Hey, good day there, Nick. Yes, good day to you as well. Thanks so much for your time. Well, it was a split winter across the state, as we were discussing. Valley City and Fargo, they got tons and tons of snow, as did Devil's Lake. And you look out west, Bismarck, Dickinson, kind of a, an easy year. We look at that as an influencer on how dissolved oxygen goes and how our fisheries are. How did those surveys of dissolved oxygen turn out for our waters this spring? Do you have any winter kill concerns yet? We certainly did. As you mentioned, we had a pretty decent snowpack in the eastern half of the state. Maybe if there's some good news, our winter, the, the crews across the state do their water quality checks in the dead of winter. And we had, oh, maybe 10, 12 lakes of some concern, but they're extremely marginal lakes and nothing new with them. And the critical time is now. The reality check, I guess, is as the ice starts to go off, some of these lakes will start getting reports more often than not from the public. can't be everywhere all the time, so maybe that's a good thing is just to get, get the word out that if people are out by a fishing lake and see some dead fish to contact the department, we need to know as soon as possible so we can restock those lakes. On the other side of that uh, double-edged sword, we have that low con water conditions, those mm. dry conditions in the west, not a lot of mountain snowpack to fuel the Missouri River. Are, are you having concerns regarding spawn and egg collection and those sorts of things as we get into the season here? We're not that concerned as far as the fish spawn. Access is going to be the bigger picture, bigger issue this summer. Fishing access, you know, boating access. Hopefully we'll take all our eggs again from Sakakuya walleye eggs and uh, that's been really good the population there is still in good shape uh, we're going to have to 
chase the water a little bit, you know, have to set up in different places, but we're more used to that. Pike-wise, we're going to get the pike eggs from Devil's Lake, and that should not be an issue, not be a problem. So, But I should say, any time you have low water and the water is going down, 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 we tend not to have very good reproduction, but we're used to it. We have a strong stocking program that can make up for some of that. Yeah, we've got the game fish covered, and I think you said you have pretty good contingencies in place for those. How about forage production on the Missouri River system? The big thing that drives Lake Sakakawea particularly is smelt. When you have those low waters, it just doesn't seem like the smelt take, and it takes a few years of bust to get back to that boom. How are things looking in terms of the food source on Sakakawea? You're absolutely right. I mean, smell is everything. It's the cockway. And, you know, we really haven't had issues since the water came back in 2009. And then, you know, the 2011 floods, we've had a lot of water in Sakakawea to the point where we're still actually a smell population, despite the low lake level, is, is pretty decent. However, we're starting to see old smell. An old smell is a three to four year old smell is an old smell. And we got lots of them and not many younger ones. So either this year or next, it's going to be critical to have a year class and conditions this year don't look good short term we're okay long term there is definitely some real concerns yeah we'll keep an eye on that as we proceed into the year talking with greg power fisheries division chief of the north dakota game and fish department greg we've got a new two-year fishing calendar out there and there's been some changes in fishing regulations i think the one that sticks out to most anglers is that limited dark house spearing opportunities on sakakawea missouri river and oahe will now allow the taking of walleyes along with pike and rough fish. What brought that change on? Oh, man, that's been, that's nothing new, actually. That We've had those requests for 10 years. And for 10 years, we've told those that wanted that ability that we're, we'll look into it. We've been looking into it, getting information. We don't have biological concerns. You know, it may be more of a social deal for some. Uh, but the game, our law enforcement, game warden staff, our field biologists, everybody felt good about just additional opportunity. In most, anybody that does dark house spearfish know that you don't see many walleye. And uh, the fact that we closed the season of March 15th, the concern of, you know, a lot of pre-spawn big females concentrating in the area, that kind of goes away because it's, it's pr- plenty early yet, so is we have that, you know, online registration that you got, that's required. And we'll be following up with that with surveys in the next couple of years, too. Yeah, we'll lean heavily on that data. And another one that I guess I'm looking forward to uh, learning about the data is for a bass guy like me to see the increase in the smallmouth and largemouth bass limits from three to five, what spurred that increase? Is there a tournament component to that? Is there some sort of a usage component? How did Game & Fish come to the no. understanding of raising that limit for bass? Yeah, there's no tournament component or anything. A little bit of it, though, has to do with simplicity to make, again, where we're really been, everybody knows, or most people know about the R3 component of, you know, recruitment, retention, reactivation of, ang- of fishermen and hunters, but in this case, fishermen and fisherwomen. The need to simplify, make it straightforward, you know, don't have regulations if they're not serving their purpose. And one thing with the bass is that we've, Two years ago, we did go to this expanded limit of five fish daily on the big waters again. We allowed it. We looked at the harvest. It is exactly as we thought it was. A, there were no issues. The warden saw no issues. What spurred it a little bit, a lot of it, has been requests by some that bass fisheries are generally catch and release fisheries. 
they wanted to consume some. I think our statistics show 90-some percent of them are released. But the person that wants to keep a few more, and we have so many opportunities. It still is an untapped resource, you know, throughout the state. So many of these small lakes have some really quality smallmouth bass fisheries. So it is the opportunity for some people to keep a few more fish for table fare. Makes total sense. We're talking with Greg Power, Fisheries Division Chief for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Greg, as we wrap up, turn of the calendar here into the month of April. Starts a new continuous fishing year here in North Dakota. Uh, why does North Dakota have a continuous fishing year versus other states that close their waters around the spawn, you know, in relation to boat usage and fishing pressure and populations? What is the difference and what allows for having that full year of fishing? You know, that's a good, good question. It, it goes back a, a bit in time. The Missouri River system opened up in the mid 70s, so it's been you know close to 50 years. It's been opened up 365, <clears throat> and then in the early 90s we followed statewide with that 365. You know nothing changes; it's open year round. We've had that in place again for you know, about 30 30 years statewide, and since then we've had other number of other states that have followed suit that are pretty much open year round. Uh, again, no biological impacts. The, the concern way way back. The- was that the fish concentrating in the spring of the year, they'd be over harvest. And again, we never saw it. We still don't see that. It's just more opportunity. It's a ease of regulations for people. And that's what fishing should be all about. Just go out and don't worry, have to worry about this. This is closed. This is open. What you can't, you can't do. Trying to make it as simple as possible. With, and, you know, one thing that we did see <clears throat> beginning in the 90s, that was, I thought was super cool when we opened it up statewide was uh, pike especially shore fishing for pike a lot of people went out into the state take advantage of that historically that was closed so it's a it's a good deal yeah that's what i'm looking forward to this weekend catching that first run of pike up on my home water of the cheyenne river as we wrap things up here with greg power greg what's the best way to folks go about and get licensing obviously with that new year starting they're going to need a new piece of paper in their wallet or on their smartphone what are the best ways for folks to get licensed with game and fish just go to the Game and Fish website. It's really super easy. And once you're once you're in, the, you become a permanent user once you get in, and uh, all your information is stored. And it's all you gotta do. You're right. Renew your license April first is the new fishing season. Super easy. And I should also mention we have a lot of information on our website. Go to the fishing tab, and we revamped a number of things, especially where to fish, and that will really help people. Again, especially if you're new to fishing. Gives you what species, what area lakes, you know, you can pick within 25 miles of where you're at, 50 miles, 100 miles. It's a really powerful tool to help direct people to what fishing lakes and what species are available. Yeah, absolutely. A super upgrade this year for the Game and Fish. We appreciate your work on that. Greg, we appreciate you and your staff doing all they can to make fishing great in North Dakota. And most importantly, thank you so much for being on the show today. You bet, Nick. Have a good day. So as Greg said, log on to gf.nd.gov. Get your new fishing license this year. Again, you can keep it on your smartphone. You can print it out and put it in your wallet. Stick a copy in your tackle box or on your boat, wherever you might need it. That information is portable across devices and digitally and physically as well. So it's good to have that on hand when you need it, when you need to talk to a warden or you're being checked, but also more importantly that you get it to support the resource and make sure that folks know exactly who is using the resource. And if you're looking for a new portion of that resource to use, Greg also pointed out, that where to fish component that has been upgraded on the game and fish website find so many incredible lakes out there if you check out the drift there was a great story there from Caleb Bendel talking about how to find those 
quote-unquote secret lakes and some great fishing. So get ready for a brand new year of fishing, an awesome time outdoors, and so many fun memories to be made spring, summer, and fall on the open water. Take a kid out there with you, and I know that if you do, I'm going to see you in our outdoors.